0: You wanna be more mindful to reduce negative emotions like stress, anxiety, worry, and panic. But finding time for long meditative sessions can be a challenge and silence is too difficult. What if there was an easier way to incorporate mindfulness into your day? I'm gonna share a simple, but I think essential mindfulness ingredient, incorporating small moments of silence into your daily routine. Doing so is gonna help you practice feeling safe and reduce your negative emotional experiences. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a therapist, coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to live with more calm, confidence, and connection without the psychobabble. This podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. I think silence is pretty essential for mindfulness. Yeah, you can do mindfulness with sound, and I'll talk about that later on, but. When it comes down to it, if you can really exist in more quiet or more silence than not, I think it could be really powerful. We are constantly surrounded by noise, by stimulation. So, having silence, I think, gives us more of a chance to pause, to breathe, and to simply be. In these quiet or quieter moments, we can, I think, we're more likely to tune into our bodies. Into our surroundings and really practice mindfulness in maybe its purest form or closer to its purest form. I think, or I would argue, that the natural condition of life is silence. Especially before technology and cities, silence must have been constant, it must have been ever present. There was probably, of course, always sounds of like neighbors and animals, trees in the wind, and, and more. But Underneath that was a constant and steady stream of accessible silence. So in my mind, the way I think about this is silence was a friend. And when noise disrupted the silence, our bodies neurocepted that sound as safety or danger. So our body heard it through our ears, which sent a signal to our brainstem, which de- detected you know, safety, danger, or life threat that stereotypical crack of a a stick or a twig that's being stepped on by a predator that alerts us to possible danger or the low rumble in the distance of an avalanche or the squawking of birds that indicates a predator is near. So my mind silence or the breaking of silence went hand in hand with survival, but being able to exist in silence is what led those before us to survive to be able to be at peace in silence. And I think it's a big struggle for many people now. This level of true and natural silence that I'm trying to describe, but really struggling to, we don't really access this day to day. I don't think we have a really good concept of this. Like check your level of silence right now. Just, just listen. Besides my voice, what do you hear? And maybe it's quiet where you are, but I doubt there's actual silence. Likely you'll hear people in the background, traffic in the distance, the hum of a fluorescent light above you, the hum of a refrigerator. So silence still exists, but we are effectively cut off from it pretty much constantly. And in place of the stillness that would accompany silence, the friendly silence, we're left with unease that comes from this unrelenting noise and sound that we're surrounded by and immersed in. I did this um, guided cave exploration. I forget where it was, but we did this thing where we went, you know, underground into a cave. We went pretty deep in there and we were able to access this level of silence that is that I just don't have a reference point for outside of that cave, really. And they also did this uh, experiment where they turned off every single light, all the phones, watches, uh, everything. And there was pure and complete darkness, which again, is not something that we or I have ever really experienced. I mean, I can make it dark, but it's never perfectly dark to where you actually lose access to, to your sense of sight. But same thing with sound, it was extremely quiet. It was silent and everything, that would make a noise you'd be able to pick up on. That's not something we we experience anymore. In large part, danger around us is eliminated, depending on where you live. You know, real, actual danger. Yeah, of course it's still danger, but for the most part, we can put our earbuds in and walk around wherever we want without worrying about, you know, a tiger or a lion pouncing on us and eating us. So that's nice, but... We've also lost touch with natural silence. So you might not be aware of it, but your body is probably in some constant level of sympathetic activation. The sympathetic system is responsible for your body's ability to mobilize. You use mobilization when you're playing like, or when you're dancing, but you also use mobilization for running and fighting when in danger. So being in a sympathetic state doesn't mean you're actually running away or fighting right now. I hope you're not. If you are, stop listening to this. You probably have something you should attend to right now. So even though you're not actually running away, you're fighting, you probably have some level, some constant low-level sympathetic activation or mobilization in your body. And you'll notice it because it'll feel like stress or anxiety, anger or overwhelm or more. Noise can trigger this sympathetic state. You know, the last time that someone yelled boo, you know, it scared you maybe. Do people even do that? Do they they say boo or they just yell? Last time you got scared, you probably tensed up. But part of that tensing up is the mobilization system kicking on. But it also kind of gets locked in place because the immobilization system kicks on as well. So noise can trigger our mobilized sympathetic state. Uh, Think about when you listen to music. If you have music on, there's a good chance you're tapping your foot or maybe you're full on dancing. The sound of music, not the movie, but the, the sound of music, the actual sound of music that you're listening to, is mobilizing you, causing your your feet to tap or your body to move. Constant background noise has the same impact. It might not make you dance, but it mobilizes you on some level, a, a slight one, maybe you're not even noticing it. But if you were to pause and, and listen inwardly, you might notice that there is some level of tension or anxiousness or unease. Actually one experiment you could do is go to a space like in your kitchen maybe if you have or your bathroom and turn on the fan or the 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 fan over the stove. What's the the hood thing? Turn that on and just leave it on and hang out in the area for a while. And eventually you just kind of get used to it. Your body, you don't even really recognize it anymore but it's still there in the background affecting your your body and then after a while I don't know how long but maybe say an hour a couple hours I don't know no the it's an experiment just try, just just try it out after a, some set amount of time you decide turn it off and then see how you feel and now when I do this experiment actually when it, when I I don't do this experiment but when I do this in just my natural course of life after we're done cooking and I turn off the the fan or the hood thing, I notice that I am activated, I feel it in my chest. And when the sound goes away, I become very aware of that activation. And to me, it feels like irritation. It feels like some sort of kind of pressure, kind of tightness in my chest, but it it just feels more like emotionally I'm irritated, but there is some sort of sensation in my chest that I feel. Let's bring this conversation over to mindfulness and make a connection here. Mindfulness is the ability to connect with the present moment, to attune to the present moment. Mindfulness leads to connection with the external environment, but also your internal environment, your internal world, your body. So, mindfulness and connection go together. But in order to get to mindfulness and connection, you have to have actual, literal, external safety. You have to have a safe environment. From that safe environment, then you have a chance to exist in your body's uh, neurophysiological state of safety. It's ventral vagal pathways. And these are responsible for your ability to connect and socially engage, but also to be, to exist in the present moment and to be in, in stillness, to be immobile and be okay with it. So if you're constantly mobilized in a danger state, even a little bit, you're not quite ever getting to, you know, uh, maybe a true felt sense of safety and connection. It's still, of course possible, but, if you're constantly stuck in a danger state and this noise stuff in the background is adding to it, getting to safety mindf- and to mindfulness is more challenging. So I would argue that the unrelenting noise that we have around us decreases our ability to be in our safety state. One possible solution to this, obviously, is to simply decrease the noise around you. There might be some things you have control over, like your phone, speakers in the house, or a car. TVs, computers, and on and on. So some things you can control, some things you cannot control, like the sound of traffic in the background, which I can hear, which are pretty far away from me, but obviously close enough for me to hear it. So you can't control that. But you could unplug your fridge, but I also don't recommend you do that. Point, though, is that if you can reduce the sound around you, this can get you closer to reconnecting with your natural friend of silence. But I'm sure you're saying, yeah, but I don't like silence. That's when I feel more activated. And yeah, that might be the reality for you. Silence can be uncomfortable for for many people, especially if you're stuck in a traumatized state. It can feel very unsafe. If you're in like a flight fight state or a free state, you might prefer noise. You might prefer something to focus on to remind yourself that you're actually safe, that there is no actual danger. If I can hear the TV or the white noise, that means I'm safe. That means there is no danger outside of me or outside in the external world. Yeah, so you might, you might listen to white noise or music or have a TV on or maybe ASMR. These can be great and I'm not telling you to stop doing them. These can totally reduce your defensive activation, but they don't solve the problem. These are aids and not solutions. So totally has, has, a, has a use. Keep using it if it's working for you, great. The problem here is not the silence. The problem is the defensive state activation, but silence forces this individual who has maybe some chronic flight fight energy in their system or, or freeze silence forces this individual to feel that emotional dysregulation, that autonomic re- dysregulation. They feel it as emotions like anxiety or stress or overwhelm. And so the sound they have reassures them silence might be too much for them. But again, the problem is being stuck in a defensive state. And the goal is to lower the defensive state activation. The solution then is to increase safety state activation. And the tool to do that is mindfulness. See, when we're practicing mindfulness, we're not just being present. Like we're cultivating or practicing being in our safety state, those ventral vagal biological pathways, we're exercising those. And over time, those pathways can be strong enough to tolerate even higher levels of defensive activation. But yeah, they could definitely be strong enough to tolerate silence. Right now, being mindful of defensive activation, like anxiety or or fear, is probably too much to ask of you. So instead, what I would encourage you to do is be mindful of safety state activation when it is present, or do things that trigger it to be present. You'll know it's present. You'll know you'll have more safety in your system because you'll feel more connected to the present moment, to yourself, to the external environment. You'll breathe easier into your belly and you'll feel more relaxed. So for now, you might not be there and that's okay. But for now, practice being mindful with sound that you do find soothing. That's, that's okay. And as you practice being mindful with sound, you'll eventually be able to practice doing so without sound. So if you feel calmer with white noise, go right ahead. But I want you to mindfully experience it. Ask yourself, what does this actually feel like for me to listen to this ASMR stuff? And then if you can do that, if you can practice feeling mindful through some sound that triggers some safety for you or, or reduces defensive activation, then the next step would be to practice silent mindfulness, at least in small moments. And this is going to help you to reconnect with silence in tolerable doses a little bit at a time using silent mindfulness. So you might not do this, you know, 10 minutes at once. You might instead do 30 seconds. And if that's tolerable, then try it again later on or the next day, but extend it a bit further. I don't need you to be on a cushion for like an hour with your legs crossed and your eyes closed, okay? Um, Small moments throughout the day are amazing, and it's better than nothing at all. So if you can be mindful of what it's like to fold laundry, do that. Or to wash your hands, to play with your kids. If you're out there pulling weeds, ask yourself, what does this feel like? These are moments where there is some level of quiet, maybe not playing with your kids, but (laughs) there's some level of quiet that might be more tolerable for you. And all of these have uh, experiences that come along with it. You can feel the cold of the water on your hands when you wash them. You can feel your muscles tense as you pull a weed. And maybe you get a sense of satisfaction like I do when you fold the laundry just right. So maybe it's sipping your morning coffee, taking a short walk, or just, you know, sitting quietly for a few minutes. Practice it. Practice it, notice it, and then build the strength of your safety state through these small moments of mindfulness. And then eventually add more and more silence to it as you can. Some really simple ways of incorporating silence into your day could be maybe to start your day with five minutes of silence before you reach for your phone. Uh, How about taking short breaks throughout your day, even if it's just for like for a minute or two. If you're at work, take a, a short break to exist in silence. Or use movement with your mindfulness. And so maybe you'll, maybe you don't do well with being still and silent, but you can take a walk and be silent. How about practicing mindful eating by eating your, eating your meals in silence and focusing on the taste and the texture and taking a deep breath or a, or a breath in between your uh, bites, not your bites, your swallows, not each individual bite when you're chewing, not that kind of bite, but like you swallow and then you're going to take another, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you know what I'm talking about when I say, (laughs) when I say bites. You could also, before bedtime, spend a few minutes in silence and maybe use your imagination to anchor in safety. You could also use some noise-canceling earbuds or headphones to dampen sound if you need to. I personally love using silence in the morning. My summer routine has been pretty much to be the first one up. My kids don't wake up um, at 6 a.m. in the summer. And my wife hasn't been either, so I've gotten many mornings this summer of being alone and in silence. And I actually, I like it a lot. It's been great. Someone in my Stuck Not collective community called it rejuvenating. And yeah, that's because I share this in the community and that's a really good word for it. It, it does feel rejuvenating. Uh, I just sit there and I listen to what my body wants, whether that's drinking coffee or water, whether that's sitting outside on the deck or on a couch in the, in the, uh, in the house or in my office here. Or reading or just sitting there and thinking in silence. I just listen to what I need in that moment and I kind of follow the little impulses that my body has to decide what to do. And yeah, I still get ready for my day. I pack my lunch and I get dressed and shower and all that stuff, but I just do so in as much silence as I can. That's like a hour to 90 minute routine and I've been loving it. I don't know what I'm going to do once school's back in session, which starts in like a week. I might lose my silent morning routine, which I've really gotten accustomed to. We'll see see where it goes. If you're ready to go deeper into mindfulness and maybe finding more inner peace and being okay with silence, I think you'll love my courses that I have inside of the Total Access Membership. I have my courses there and I have my private community, which I call the Stuck Knot Collective. You can find both of those in the Total Access Membership plus twice monthly Q&A meetups plus a whole other podcast, a second podcast that I have for you. The total access membership, I think, gives you what you need in order to start getting more and more and more unstuck. And you don't have to do it alone. There's there's a really small, wonderful group of people there that are on the same or a very similar path as you. You know, it's people that have listened to this podcast forever and decided, you know, it's time. It's time to take that next step. And so I hope that you're one of those people as well. You're invited to become part of my Stuck Knot Collective. I'll have a link for you in the description. But it's uh, justinlmft.com slash access Again, justinlmft.com slash access I really hope to see you there. Otherwise, fellow Stuck Knot, that is it for this episode. I really hope this has been helpful for you. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.